الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الكيس من دان نفسه وعمل لما بعد الموت والعاجز من أتبع نفسه هواها وتمنى على الله الأماني أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulamai kiram, brothers and elders. With the grace of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, we gather from time to time. The purpose of these gatherings is something that we should be forever having at the front of our minds. That this is number one, tazkir. It is just a reminder. Reminder for the one speaking, for those listening. And this tazkir, this reminder, this refreshing of the lessons that we have repeatedly learned, this is something that is very necessary. It is something very important to keep the fervor of deen alive within us. This is something Allah Ta'ala wants us to continue with. وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَاتًا فَعُلْ مُؤْمِنِينَ That remind, for verily a reminder is very beneficial for the believers. So this is the intention with which we should be listening, we should be speaking, that this is a reminder. The reminder then is not just for the sake of occupying some time and then we go along with our lives, but the purpose of the reminder is to spur one and all, the speaker first and foremost and all of us, to spur us on to amal. So this niyat of amal should be forever with us. And then together with amal ourselves, to pass it on to others as well. So with this niyat, this is what the purpose of these gatherings are. That we refresh our iman, we spur ourselves towards amal, towards bringing in our lives those lessons that are given to us in the Quran and Sunnah. And we pass on this lesson to others as well. The Mubarak month of Ramadan came and went. And the entire month of Ramadan... We were being reminded about what our object and purpose is. Why we are here on earth. What is our direction. So the very same lesson, but in a very, in one of, in a little bit of a different angle. At this time of the year, the topic that is around, generally in this time of the year in this country, is the aspect of service delivery. And this is a big issue all, the, all over the place. That when there isn't proper service delivery, then the end result of that is what we see around us. Everywhere there is chaos, there's problems, there's difficulties. When there is, isn't service delivery, then people can't fulfill sometimes even the basic functions of life, necessities of life. They have difficulties in that. People can't get their day-to-day work done properly. All kinds of issues then crop up from it. People then protest. And there's chaos and corruption. All this stems out of the lack of service delivery. This is something which is 
witnessed all around us, doesn't require any further elaboration. But the lesson in this is that a lack of service delivery brings about chaos. The lack of service delivery brings about difficulties, hardships. Allah Ta'ala has also created the system of dunya such that Allah Ta'ala also wants His bandas to deliver service, service to Allah Ta'ala. The difference is that we are in need of the service delivery. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of our service delivery. But our service delivery is actually service to ourselves. But Allah Ta'ala has created the system of dunya that you serve me and then everything will be in your favor. So now this is the aspect that we need to focus on, we need to reflect upon that while we complain about the service delivery around us, the service delivery in our day-to-day issues, but are we also deficient in service delivery to Allah Ta'ala? For instance, <coughs> Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That we have created this insan and jinnat only for one purpose. لِيَعْبُدُونَ So that they may worship me. <coughs> and the explanation of this Abdullah bin Abbas gives, لِيَعْرِفُونَ So that they may recognize me. We recognize Allah wa Ta'ala. Now this is part of our service to Allah Ta'ala. Service meaning that we become His two servants. That we recognize who is our Rabb. Recognize who is our Creator. We see the reflection of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala in everything around us. That we don't just look at things around us in a way that, well it's there, or just for the sake of some entertainment, but it takes us to Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah in one very beautiful couplet he gives this lesson and message and he says Tera aina jahan rang o boo hai jidhar dekhta hu udhar tu hi tu hai says Ya Allah your mirror when a person looks into a mirror then what does he see in the mirror? when he looks in the mirror he sees his own reflection whoever will look in the mirror that will be his reflection so whose mirror it is, you'll see his reflection in the mirror. So he says, Ya Allah, everything around us, this alam rangobu, whether it is the heavens, whether it is the earth, whether it is the trees and the leaves on those trees, and those beautiful flowers that come on those trees, or those delicious fruit that come off those trees, whether it is the oceans or the rivers, whether it is the raindrops that come, or the crops that then come from the ground. Ya Allah, in everything... Ya Allah, all this is the mirror which is reflecting your greatness. Ya Allah, whichever direction I look in, I can only see the manifestation of your beauty. I can see the manifestation of your qudrat. Ya Allah, in whatever I see, I see your greatness being reflected in it. Now this marifat of Allah wa ta'ala, we've recognized so many things in dunya, we've recognized technology, and we recognize the power of all the various things around us and armaments and whatever else goes with it and even the value of money we've recognized and we've recognized the comforts and luxuries around us we've recognized anything and many things have we recognized the creator of all this? have we recognized Allah Ta'ala? have we recognized that being who granted us 
that ability to look at things around us and appreciate it. Have we recognized Allah wa ta'ala who has blessed us with that ability to be able to perceive things correctly? Otherwise, if a person is insane, what can he see? What can he understand? What can he think for himself? He will be all the time thinking that he's in a different world. He thinks that he's everything. Whereas what his condition is that he is insane. Allah Ta'ala saved us from that situation. Allah Ta'ala saved us from so many situations. But that recognition of Allah wa Ta'ala. So while we go about our day-to-day lives, how much have we brought about this service? The service delivery in inverted commas obviously. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of any service from us. We are in need of it. That to the extent we serve Allah wa Ta'ala, to that extent we are ourselves drawing down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala for ourselves. To that extent we are getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. And we make ourselves more worthy. We can never be worthy. It is only the grace of Allah Ta'ala. But we can have some hope that inshallah Allah Ta'ala with His forgiveness and fazal and karam will grant us an everlasting jannat. But this is the thing that we need to now focus on. How much are we bringing ourselves closer to this marifat? Closer to this recognition of Allah Ta'ala? Is our day and night only around just dunya how the dunya turns that's how we turn or are we trying to get closer to the crate of dunya so this is the first aspect of this now who can be close in any way to the rank of taqwa of Nabi the greatest of the muttaqeen and there's no sin on him but he's still asking for this increase in taqwa Allahumma aati nafsi taqwaha Wazakkiha. Allah, you purify my nafs. The most pure of all creation of Allah Ta'ala, He is still asking to be further purified. Wazakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha. Allah, you are the best who can purify this nafs of mine. And what is our condition? Do we even ask Allah Ta'ala to purify us? Are we even conscious what is in our heart? What is the position of our souls? Are we getting closer to Allah Ta'ala? Is our heart clean from all the various ailments of the heart? What about the pride, the malice, the jealousy, and all the other ailments that go along? Abu Hurira is now appointed as a governor. And he then thinks to himself that this position mustn't have an effect on me. So then he decides now something has to be done about this. What is done? When the day has passed, the work of the day is over, at the end of the day, he quickly would go to the jungle. Go to the jungle and chop some wood. Chop some wood and bundle it. Then he'll put that bundle of wood on his head. Now this was a task of very ordinary laborers, people who didn't have anything better, meaning something in a better way to earn their living. This was the most menial thing. Now they would earn their living in this way. Now he would come to the jungle, chop this wood, bundle it, put it on his head. And then he would bring it and come to the bazaar. Now at that time of the day, everybody is busy buying their needs. He'll come through that road where everybody is walking. And then with that bundle on his head, he would now even call out, please give way, the governor is coming. Give way, the governor is coming. Obviously this governor now, with this bundle of wood on his head, this is a means of actually cleansing the heart. They don't think you are anybody. 
You are just this person worthy of carrying this bundle of wood. This governor is also like, at that time, somebody is embarrassed to be called a governor. So this was not somehow to try and project oneself. It was actually a way of breaking down the nafs. Now he felt this need. He felt this need to cleanse the heart. Not that it was dirty. But in order to maintain the cleanliness that Allah Ta'ala had blessed them with the company of Rasulullah He still felt the need for it. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala there's a delegation, some foreign delegation has come, they sit with him for a while, they have discussed whatever they needed to discuss. After they leave, Hazrat Umar radiallahu goes, fills up some bucket or container of water, and then he's distributing that water, which is a menial task. Somebody asks him, what is this? He says, no, well, I feared something in my heart that this very important delegation came and it gave some importance to me. So, did something happen within me? I needed to treat that. So I did this to show myself and remind myself that you are nobody, you are this person. Hazrat Umar felt the need for it. Hazrat Abu Huraira felt the need for it. To we feel the need for it. Now this is that service delivery, part of the service to Allah Ta'ala. To keep this heart clean. To keep treating the ailments of this heart. To keep treating and removing all these ailments, this malice, this pride, this jealousy. And the love of dunya, the love of the ego. And all the other various ailments that go along with it. To treat it, to remove it. So this is the aspect that we need to work on. It is not something that happens just by the way. MashaAllah, we perform our salah, alhamdulillah. This is a great na'mat from Allah wa ta'ala. We make some tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, excellent. Various other amal, very good. But is this sufficient? Or is there more to it? Yes, there's a lot more. There's a lot more to it. There's the heart to be cleaned of all these things. There's the need to get closer to Allah wa ta'ala with the various a'mal qalbiya. One is that part of a mu'min which pertains to his external actions. So his salah, his zakat, his fasting, his hajj. There are various ahkam, various laws that pertain to all this. All those laws we learn in the books of fiqh. Our children learn it in the makatib from the very elementary years. How to perform taharat, how to perform the salah, all the various amal of deen. Just as there are laws that pertain to the zahir, to the external self. There are likewise laws that pertain to the batin. There are laws that pertain to our inner selves. What is the extent of yaqeen we have developed? What is the extent of this iman and yaqeen? How strong has it become? To what extent has this marifat been acquired? Nabi Wasallam, one sahabi passes by him and he sees him so Nabi Wasallam asks him that kaif asbahta ya harith? Harith, how did you start your morning? What's your condition today? So his reply is, Asbahtu mu'minan haqqa. What a way he is replying. He's saying, I have started this morning as a true mu'min. So Nabi Salaam said to him that, Look, unzur ma taqul. Think carefully what you are saying. You are making a very big claim. Think carefully what you are saying. Every claim must have a reality. So what is the reality of what you are saying? So then he replied, and he said, Azaftu nafsi anid dunya. That I have distanced myself from the dunya. Distanced myself from the dunya. Does it mean he never ate? He never drank anything? 
he didn't get married, he didn't earn a living. No, all these things carried on. But he didn't allow one bit of the dunya to come in his heart. And he didn't touch anything that was impermissible. Anything that will take him away from Allah Ta'ala. Anything that will distance him from Allah Ta'ala. He had nothing to do with it. If apparently it seemed like there was a lot of gain in it, but it was wrong, this is not for me. If it seemed that by doing what is right, I will lose out. By all means, I'll do what is right, even if apparently it seems I'm losing, in reality I'm gaining. Azaftu nafsi anid dunya. And now that I have distanced myself from dunya, and I've recognized what my purpose and object is, so therefore, وَأَسْهَرْتُ لِذَٰلِكَ layali, وَأَزْمَأْتُ nahari. That now I keep my nights alive. I be awake in the night. Might be resting as well, but I keep some portion of the night for the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. Some portion of the night to worship my Rabb. And I keep thirsty in the day. In other words, as much as I can, I fast during the days. And as a result of this continuous consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, فَكَأَنِّي أَنظُرُ إِلَىٰ عَرْشِ رَبِّي بَارِزَا Say, as if I can see the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. وَإِلَىٰ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ يَتَزَاوَرُونَ It is as if I can see the people of Jannat visiting one another. As if. In other words, this reality is like, as if in front of my eyes, I have not one percent doubt in it. And I am so conscious of it, as if I am seeing it. And as if I am seeing the people of Jahannam, what is going on with them? When he replied, Nabi Islam said to him, Arafta falzam. Indeed, you have recognized the reality. Now you keep it with you, falzam. Maintain it. Now, this was also a reality. He had also understood where he is going. Abdullah bin Abbas, once in some discussion, somebody might have mentioned something. So in response he said, Kaifa nafrah. You are talking about rejoicing and we should have some merrymaking. How can we enjoy, can get enjo- involved in all this rejoicing and merrymaking? Behind us death is chasing us. The cover is in front of us. And Qiyamat is our appointment. The appointment is on Qiyamat. And on that day we have to stand in front of Allah Taala and give an account of our deeds. And then wa'ala sirati mururuna. And then we have to cross the full sirat. Now all this is in front. All this is waiting for us with moth right behind us chasing us. And now you want to still engage in merrymaking. You still want to engage in all kinds of rejoicing. Yes, what is within the limits of shariat and deen. Allah Ta'ala has given us leeway for that. But where this becomes the object of life, where a person makes this his purpose of life. One is that a person is having some time of relaxation, some time of rest, some time of light-heartedness with his family also, some time of sitting with his children. Whatever all these things are, provided it is within the limits of Shariat, let alone being permissible, there is a need for it also. And with the right need, this too becomes part of Ibadat. Please, one of the signs, that Allah Ta'ala is displeased with somebody. That Allah Ta'ala gets him involved in futile things. Now he's sitting with YouTube. That is to say, previously you used to hear about women being on the pill. Now men are on the tablet. 
So that pill was destroying their health and the tablet is destroying these people's health. Their spiritual health. <coughs> and now, person is just, this is his day and night. Every free moment, he's on the tablet. Every free moment, he's on all these kind of futile things. And this is, one is futile. Allah forbid is not even confined to futile. He's gone beyond the bounds of futility and the bounds of what is layani. The borders and the boundaries of layani, futile, and the borders of haram are often make, right, right next to each other. The boundary of haram and the boundary of layani touch one another. And it is very, very easy for a person to just follow her. Now this becomes the occupation of a person, layani, futile things. That futile things start then edging closer and closer to the boundary. And then a person just tips over into haram. Now all these things, one is out of need, a person had to check something out. But how many a person? What they discuss about what they battling with is nothing short of an addiction. To all the issues, whether it is that social media, whether it is all this YouTube and whatever else. And all this devices. It is nothing short of an addiction. But just as you get a person who is in denial. He is on some... Some substance abuse, but he's in a state of denial. Not prepared to accept it. Likewise, we are in a state of denial about our addictions. That person has his addiction, we have our addictions. And just as that person is in a state of denial, we are also in a state of denial. And when a person is in a state of denial, then there is very little chance of progress. The first step to come out of that issue, to come out of that Whatever evil that is, whatever addiction is, is the acknowledgement that yes, this is the problem I have. I'm addicted to this. I'm caught up in this. How do I come out of it? When a person makes this firm decision within himself after having acknowledged it, the first step is acknowledgement. And he acknowledges that this is a hurdle in my life. I'm performing salah. I'm making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, I'm fasting, doing many many things, but this hurdle is in my life. How do I overcome this hurdle? When a person has recognized that this is a hurdle, he's recognized the addiction, now there's a chance that now there'll be some steps taken to move forward. There'll be some way of coming out of it. So, the whole point was, that this is all part of this service delivery, that we become the true servants of Allah wa ta'ala. That we give up all these things that are keeping us away from Allah Ta'ala. We remove all these hurdles from our way. We become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala in our ibadat, in our mu'amalat, in our dealings, in our mu'asharat, our social life. How we deal with everybody. How we deal with our parents. How we deal with our families, with our children, with our spouses. How we deal with our neighbors, with people in society. How we conduct ourselves in terms of our akhlaq. What is the level of our hilm and tolerance? How much of sabr have we developed? How much of compassion and kindness do we have? How much of forgiveness have we brought within ourselves? That we are ready to overlook and forgive. And all the various aspects of good akhlaq and character. All this is part of service delivery. To what extent have we brought this within ourselves and have become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala? And just as when there is a lack of service delivery outside, then it brings about chaos. 
Likewise, when the servants of Allah Ta'ala are not fulfilling their role of service delivery, that too brings about chaos. ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرْزِ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Same system Allah Ta'ala has. Allah Ta'ala says that the corruption has appeared on the, on the oceans and on the earth, on land. بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ Due to the actions of man. Due to his lack of service delivery. And لِيُذِيقَهُمْ بَعْضَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا So that they get to taste some of that what they have done. The consequence of their actions, some of it, very minute fraction. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they turn to Allah Taala. So this is the bottom line, to turn to Allah Taala. What is going to make us turn to Allah Taala? So the time is already up, but just three things just to refresh our minds. The lessons that we keep discussing and which we have to stick to these three things very firmly. Three things that inshallah this way forward is open for us. One is, Remembering Akhirat. Al-Kayyisu mandana nafsahu wa amila lima ba'd al-mawt. Nabi Islam says the intelligent person. Nobody wants to be such that he is out of the group of intelligent people. Everybody wants to be intelligent. So Nabi Islam says you want to be intelligent, then this is the way of being intelligent. That the intelligent person is mandana nafsah. The person who controls his nafs, who guards his nafs. He doesn't let it loose. He doesn't let it just go wild. He guards his nafs. And wa amila lima ba'd al And he does actions for what is going to benefit him after death. What will benefit him in dunya also is fine. But he's more concerned about what is going to benefit him after death. So now his salah is in order, his zakat is in order, all his ibadat is in order, his muamalat and dealings in order, he's guarding his gaze. He's looking after his heart. He's not dealing in a wrong way. All the various things that go along with it, staying away from sin. And the fool, Nabi Islam is saying, who's the fool? Nobody wants to be called a fool. But Nabi Islam is saying, there's the fool. That the fool is one who follows his desires. Whatever comes in his mind and heart, he just goes headlong. Look at this, he looks at it. Listen to this, he listens to it. Go to a certain place, he's gone. Whatever, no matter how harmful that will be, how detrimental it will be, it will destroy his izzat and respect, it will break his marriage, it will destroy his dunya also, let alone destroying deen. But whatever it is now, he's, wherever his heart just runs to, his desires go, he must go. And on top of that, he's still having hopes in Allah Ta'ala. That is deception. One is a person is very, very afraid and he's trying to control himself he's trying to stay on the straight and he sometimes slips then for him is raja for him is hope don't worry you fell down by mistake wake up clean yourself and keep walking but the person who says I'll carry on doing what I want because Allah Ta'ala is Ghafurur Rahim he has fallen into deception of shaitan then don't worry you do what you want and in the meantime you'll forget about Toba also for now you carry on so this is the first thing to keep remembering death. Keep death in front of us. Keep remembering the akhirat. From time to time, meditate over one's own death. Meditate about the whole condition of death. So this is the first thing. Contemplating death. The second thing, excessive zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Excessive zikr, one is the prescribed zikr. 
whatever is our prescribed zikr, our tasbihat, our ma'amulat, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, the prescribed amount of zikr. And together with that, every now and again, there's something or the other of zikr on our tongues. Or the conscious staying away from sin is also zikr, and a very big zikr. And fulfilling all the commands of Allah wa ta'ala, the Muslim du'as on their occasions, all this is zikr. And the third very crucial thing is the correct company. The company of the pious, the company of the righteous, good friends, those who in their company we feel inspired towards deen. We take time to be in the right company. Go out in the path of Allah wa ta'ala. Go in the company of the Ahlullah. We take time to dedicate to learning deen. So with these three things we keep to, inshallah everything else will start falling into place. If we keep to these three things, we'll find our heart getting light- enlightened. And when a person's heart gets enlightened, then he sees his own faults. Now in the light he can see what is, the wrong, what is wrong with him. But when there's darkness in the heart, then in the dark heart, all the dark things that are in the heart also are not visible, are not perceivable. He cannot work out what's going on. So this is what we have to keep working towards. There is nothing new. Deen is the same deen that has been given to us by Rasulullah and the same deen that will remain till Qiyamah. And the process of getting that success in dunya and akhirat is the same that Nabi Islam gave. That will never change. And that is that we come completely on the commands of Allah Taala, the way of Rasulullah Wasallam, cleanse our hearts of all the ailments of the heart, come on to total deen, inshallah and this is our success of dunya and akhirat. May Allah Taala give us the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين Allah <laughs> La ilaha illallah 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 la
جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخلنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah Ya Allah forgive us Ya Allah Ya Allah forgive all our major and minor sins Ya Allah Ilahu Al-Alamin Ya Allah Make us your true and obedient servants Ya Allah Ya Allah enable us to fulfill everything that pleases you Ya Allah Save us from everything that displeases you Ya Allah Ya Allah make us your true servants Ya Allah Ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad Ya Allah Ilahu Al-Alamin Ya Allah You grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah Ya Allah Ya Allah grant us the ability to perform the salah in a way you are pleased with us Ya Allah Ilahu Al-Alamin grant us khushu and khudu in our salah Ya Allah Ilahu Al-Alamin save us from all all these sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. From the sins of the ears, save us, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of Deen, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alamin, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, dahima. Ya Allah, remove every taste of their ailment, Ya Allah. Ilahu Al-Alamin, all those and any difficulties and hardships remove it with afiyat ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you keep us with afiyat ya Allah ya Allah save us from every difficulty and trial ya Allah ya Allah we are very weak ya Allah ya Allah we are not worthy of being tested ya Allah ya Allah you save us from all trials and tribulations ya Allah ya Allah you keep us with afiyat ya Allah grant us afiyat in dunya ya Allah grant us afiyat in the qabr ya Allah grant us afiyat on the day of qiyamah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with nur ya Allah make their complete maghfirat ya Allah ya Allah grant them the high stages in the akhirat ya Allah Allah, the time of our death, take us with the karima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman-e-kamil, ya Allah. Take us on tawbat al-nasuh. Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them, Allah, you grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, all those who are present. Ya Allah, you know the, ya the know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious desires, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Fulfill all the needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept all the work of deen that is taking place, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect the haramain sharifain, Ya Allah. Protect all the masajid, Ya Allah. Protect the madaris and makatib, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect all the organizations of deen, Ya Allah. Protect the work of da'wat and tabligh, Ya Allah. Protect the marakis of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, accept all the efforts, Ya Allah. Make it according to the way of your pleasure and happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for. Ya Allah, we are also asking for all that good. Whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us protection as well. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'athaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين